0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey everyone, welcome back to Vacay. I am your host, Lisa Hamilton. This week's guest, I'm I'm shook to the core that I was able to get her on the podcast, that she was able to find time in her very busy schedule. She is one of the most prominent travel influencers that I know of. It is my dear mother, Jan Hamilton. I know, it's it's truly crazy that I was able to get her on this podcast, but you know, that's what we do here. We get the big names. Uh, When thinking about when I caught the travel bug, as they say, I really have my parents to thank. My mum and dad from a very young age really instilled this sense of adventure and wanderlust with me and my sisters. We were so, so beyond lucky that they uh, took the time and effort to take us traveling, not only all around Australia, but across the world. And now, looking back, knowing how freaking expensive holidays are, I mean, they could have just, they could have spent money on themselves or taken themselves off on holidays, but they... They really wanted us to experience everything together as a family, and I am so thankful for that. Um, So I really couldn't do this podcast without getting one of my travel heroes on here. Um, So I hope you enjoy it. Okay, I have probably the most important guest I have ever had on vacay. It is the one and only Jan Jam Hamilton, a.k.a. my mother. Welcome to vacay. Thank you, Lisa. Um, I feel very privileged
1: to be interviewed by you. Um, I'm not sure I'm worthy of it, but anyway, we'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> now, I'm just so thankful that you were able to join me as a guest because it goes without saying that my love of travel was certainly inherited from you and I firstly just want to thank you so much for everything that you did for me and my sisters you and dad from a very young age you know taught us the importance of getting out and exploring and adventure and I just firstly just want to say thank you so much for doing that because it made for the the best childhood ever.
1: Well that's okay and I'm glad that we could have those experiences together and um you know when you have kids you know travel with them when you're from a young age and it doesn't have to be fancy um you know we did a lot of camping pretty basic camping as well but we've seen some really incredible
0: places in
1: australia and around the world so yeah
0: Well, yeah, that's so true. Like, you definitely gave us a a variety of different holidays. And I'm so lucky because, as you said, you you took us camping around Australia. And, you know, we weren't going on these super glamorous trips. Like, we were fully out in the sticks. But I now look back on that and maybe at the time, you know, the three of us kids were probably a little bit bratty and were maybe like, oh, why do we have to go camping again? But now looking back, I think how grateful I am because so many of my friends and and other people my age really haven't seen much of Australia. And so the fact that we were able to really see Australia, like I'm not talking about in hotels, staying along the coast of Australia, like sleeping under the stars in the middle of the desert in the middle of, of Australia. Like these are experiences that not everyone has. So I'm just so grateful and I'm sorry, Maybe that we were bratty when we were younger and got annoyed about going camping. I'm sorry about that. Well, it could have been a couple of different times, but I can't
1: recall them exactly at the moment, so um, I'll just have to remember all the fun times, which were, you know, pretty good. Um, yeah, we we uh, I really feel that now that you and your sisters are adults, um, you actually ask us to um, borrow camping gear, and um, and you know you're doing that with your friends, and um, you're loving it. Camping especially, is cool now. Yeah, I know, especially during these times when you can't do international travel. Um, you know, the this this um, this country is a big country, and
0: so get out and enjoy it. I actually do feel. Like very lucky that I know how to pitch a tent. Not everyone knows how to pitch a tent, Jan, and you gave us those skills. Yeah, it's um it's
1: not hard and um, you can you can have a pretty cheap holiday too. Um, you know, just going to like national parks and things like that and
0: and yeah, it's really fun. So when you uh, you know had your children, was it always a conscious decision with you and dad that you were like, we want to teach them about travel and adventure and getting out there? Or was it just something that you'd carried on from your lives before and it just sort of made natural sense for you to start travelling with your kids? Or is that something that you wanted us to learn about?
1: Um Well, I have to say that there was never any, you know, decision-making with that. Um, we both loved camping because we'd done it as kids. And so... Um, you know, it was just something that we, we we weren't sort of, you know, five-star hotel people um, to, you know, just go and, and sit around a pool in a in a resort. Um, we just wanted to, you know, to experience that ourselves and you guys just had to come along. You forced us
0: to come along. I forced you. But I'm glad that you did yeah. because we, we got to go on so many trips. I do remember like looking back on all of the holidays that I'm so fortunate that you worked so hard to be able to take us on these holidays. There were definitely a few that I want to call out for being, um, just like staying in my memory for being really iconic holidays. And I would say the first one was when we went on our big trip of North America, Mexico, Canada. And I I feel like that's my first memory of going on a holiday because I was about four and I'm I'm like you don't you're not really cognizant before then but I remember that as as being this first big holiday in my life and there were just it's it's strange the memories that you have from such a young age and what you what you retain and I just remember Mexico Mexico City being this I just see colours. I I can't necessarily, like, remember exactly what happened, but I do remember going into a novelty restaurant for lunch and there was a man working there, the waiter, and he was dressed in full, you know, Mexican cowboy garb. And I was terrified and he had a gun and I thought he was going to shoot all of them (laughs) Do you remember that holiday? I do remember that. I remember that day
1: clearly. We actually, we we didn't actually stay in Mexico. We just went over for the day. So did the, you know, did the the U.S. Mexico drive, and uh, we just went to this place called I think it was Tijuana.
0: And um, the, the only way. Wait, Mum, this is sounding very sus. You took us over the border just for the day to Tijuana. Yeah. We all know what happens in oh, Tijuana. Okay. Were well, you in Dallas? I think it was up Tijuana. Up picking up a little ganja or something uh, to take that. Uh,
1: no, not at all. No, the only thing that we were going to pick up that day was um, we had promised you three girls that we would buy you party dresses. <laughs> And so we went over to Mexico and we found these these party dresses. Did we call them party dresses? I don't know, but I do
0: remember the dresses. They were traditional Mexican like folk dresses, the big skirts and the ribbons. They were beautiful.
1: So we we had to get you these dresses each, which was great. And then we just had to stop and have, have some lunch. And we were just sitting there having whatever for lunch and yes this guy I remember this guy coming in and he seriously I mean he could have been like out of a movie like that's how that's how authentic he looked but he was, I think he just worked worked at the, at the restaurant, right? And um, yes, you were, you know, like you sidled up to me like pretty close. <laughs> like, what is this guy gonna do? I, th- I mean, did he have guns or like probably
0: not? I think he had. I mean, to, maybe to gun adults, of- it was obvious that he was a character. Yeah. But to me, a four year old, I was yeah. like. This Ooh, is it. I've yeah. had a good run. Yeah, he's going to shoot <laughs> I've got, got my Mexican dress, so I'm, I'm fine. So to any um, authorities and police listening, <laughs> this the story is that we went across the border to buy party dresses. But party dresses. But maybe... No, yeah, that's all was. A mm.
1: I assure you not. No, the party dresses <laughs> were it.
0: And on that trip, I also remember... Uh, I think we were in LA and something had happened to, we got into LA late and perhaps it was at the time where you're not really booking hotels ahead of time or something had happened with the booking. We got into LA really late and the hotel was dodgier than you thought, or it wasn't as, I don't know, something happened and then, um... Yeah, I don't know. Dad had to... What was, okay. What's the story? Because okay. I, well, I I think it, it was
1: actually... Sam, I, sorry, but I think it was San Francisco. Okay. okay. And we, we arrived in there late and it was a really dodgy motel. I don't know how we... we you know, got that one. Obviously, we didn't give it four, five stars. But anyway, um, it was in. The, the, I mean, Yelp the, wasn't around
0: then, but you know, would have been leaving oh, a nasty Yelp review. Absolutely,
1: and <laughs> and we were so terrified in this area with three little girls, and um, we had to go and get some something to eat, and so you were in a in a in a. We had a stroller for you, mm-hmm. so dad put you in the stroller, and. I said, just go up the road and get, you know, McDonald's or something, you know, just, and there was some real, I wasn't, I don't think I was with you. I no, so no, you, you so you and the girls oh, we might have been so behind for you. context
0: my two older sisters were on this trip as yep. well. Okay, so we
1: might have been a bit behind you and you guys you two were in front and and you know these dodgy characters were just coming up left right and center but I think I think we were pretty safe. They they sort of, you know, recognized that we, you know, we're just uh, you know Country bunk, bunking family. We're just
0: in Register to get some more party dresses. That's yeah. all we wanted. <laughs> so I think we
1: did get our McDonald's and we nice. hightailed it right back to that motel, and locked the doors very carefully. So needless to say, we were out of there the next morning.
0: Okay, so I the way I remember it is, as being the youngest and the smallest, I was always in a cot bed, like a little pullout, which was fine. I was four, you know, Mm you can sleep anywhere. And I remember you put my bed right underneath the window and the window was facing onto the the dodgy car park. And I've never had a more terrified sleep in my (laughs) life. Because I understood that it was a dodgy situation, I just thought people were being murdered in the car park all night. Like, I truly thought that's what was going on. But I'm glad you got us out of there. Yeah, we got out of there, so all good. Isn't it it funny how in those hairy situations when you're travelling, when you've got kids you kind of just have to be brave. And I imagine you and Dad were pretty shit scared being like, oh, we've just got to hold it together for the kids. I know, because
1: we just didn't know what else to do. I mean, what could you do at, like, late in the evening and, like, you know, now you could sort of, you know, get online and book somewhere else and, and, you know, grab a um, reputable taxi or Uber or something. But, you know, you couldn't do that then. Yeah. Um, And so we just had to...
0: Sit it out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we survived. We did. We lived to tell the tale on this fantastic podcast. Um, So another trip that I wanted to shout out, and this is just going to end up being a bit of a, a thank you because all of these experiences were so incredible and I hope you know how grateful I am for all of them. So the next one was our trip to Nepal. So we went, you took me, and that was probably our first Um, trip as just the three of us Mm because my two older sisters um, at that point were off at university and I was in, it was year eight? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was in year eight and we went on a guided tour that was uh, an external company that was organised through my school. So there are a few families from my school and we got to go over to Nepal and trek the Annapurna's for two weeks And, again, when mum and dad sort of suggested this holiday, I think I was probably, again, quite bratty and just like, I don't know about Nepal. That's not appealing. Trekking, no, thank you. And then we got over there and had, well, for me, it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. And I'm so grateful that I got to have that experience at that age because I think that's you're 13 14 and you're starting to get I don't know it's a it's an interesting time in your life and and you're probably getting a little bit bratty a little bit complacent and it was so incredible to go over to this country that you know a lot of the people live below the poverty line and and being able to see how happy they are living with not much and experiencing their culture. And oh, those people just, the Nepalese people are the most beautiful people in the world. But how do you remember that trip, the, the three of us, and then going on that group track? Yeah, well,
1: um, we were so lucky to, to have the opportunity because these these trips don't come up all the time. And um, it, was, it was one of those trips where your school teacher um, had arranged to um, go with this company, and we, you know, took over, um, uh, you know, toothbrushes and toothpaste and and pencils and and you know things that they can't get over there because they um, the trip was um, was going to um, donate these things to a particular village in in the Annapurnas. and Jib Jibay. That's it. Little well, shout out to Jib Jibay. That's it. Anyway, so we were we were pretty excited to go on this trip. So off we went. There wasn't a, It wasn't a huge group, so it was just great. You know, we sort of knew everyone. And when we were given our packing list, you know, you can't take too much stuff. You know, I think Lisa, you might have. No, you always that you out. always do. <laughs> no, I have to. No, come give me give me this. Uh, you know, I, I'm telling the story. Uh, anyway, so Lisa and another one of her friends, they um we, when we sort of started the trek. Um, you, you know the porters had to carry your um, your gear, and I think when Lisa and and uh, Sophia's porter,
0: um,
1: <laughs> you know they got their stuff. It was like you know they oh, they they were weighed down with <laughs> Mom, all this stuff. This is meant
0: to be a sentimental moment. Hang I don't need in. you to be Hang out on. of me as Hang a shit pack. <laughs> no, this is a great story.
1: So anyway, um, we we got to our first camp. And, um, you know, we only had these little two-man tents, you know, like so really minimal luggage <laughs> is the best. And so we all sort of, you know, followed along with that. Well, that night, um, and, and our clothes were all in, in, you know, green garbage bags, Okay so Lisa and oh. Sophia, got into their um, tent and they had to work out what they were going to wear that night. I mean, you know, most people <laughs> just leave the trekking gear on and, you know, but, oh, no, we had to find something nice to wear <laughs> around oh, the camp. God. So, and it rained that night. It did. And if you, if you know about camping when you're in a tent, especially a little thin wall tent, um, you, you know, keep away from the sides because everything that touches the sides... Uh, gets wet so the next morning um, all the clothes that had been spread out from these garbage bags were all spread around the tent and of course they were dripping wet uh-huh. so we had to wring all the clothes out first and then these poor porters had to um, to carry them but there is a, a you know good side of the story because had um, Lisa's porter was you know madly in love with her? Yes, Basu, um, and he was he was he was absolutely in love with her. So he didn't mind carrying her wet clothes. Yes, and so for the rest of the trip.
0: So dear Basu, I did have a bit of a crush on him. He was so cute, and then it actually the, quite a bit got lost in translation because I was very much in year eight, like you know, it, it's a schoolgirl crush, and my dad is has a very dry sense of humour and he approached Basu jokingly and said, and my dad is a, a beef cattle farmer, so he asked Basu what the what the dowry would be for my hand in marriage. Again, joking. And months later I got a handwritten note, well, when I was back in Australia from Basu saying, when's the... <laughs> Yeah, is uh, one one cow? Would that be okay? Yeah, I'm mm. poor, Basu I just, I mm. just, I just couldn't write back to him. I just that was.
1: I'm sure he's happily married right now. Yeah, with with a lovely family, and um, he still has that memory of you.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I was the one that got away.
1: Mm, mm. Definitely, definitely. But anyway, apart from that, it was a wonderful trip. Um, well, leeches and all. We, mm. yeah, was a, was coming a out of the of monsoon season. A little bit of a downturn. But um, look, you know, after, after a couple of days of leeches, you just pick them off and chuck them away.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: We survived. We did survive.
0: And again, that was such a, a fun experience. Now, another holiday that I want. I mean, there's just so many that I could talk about that. There is one particular trip that I uh, want to talk about, and that was our first family holiday when we were all adults, and that was, of course, the mm. iconic Viet Jam trip to Vietnam for your mm. birthday. <laughs> <I> Don't <laughs> mention how old, but anyway, that'll do. That'll do. And. I loved that trip because, you know, we had all of these incredible shared holidays when we were younger and life happens and you go off and you do different things. So it's very rare that you can coordinate all of your adult children to come on a holiday with you, but you are the ultimate organiser and you made it happen and we got to go to Hoi An in Vietnam for how long we were there for about a week yeah. all together yeah and then we were, yeah went up to way as well yeah. and um that was such a fun trip and i just i i encourage anyone out there who has you know adult siblings and you're all grown up and it might seem like too difficult to organize it but it was great we had, we had a time there didn't we it was quite fabulous um let me say that you know
1: you know when my 60th was coming up. <laughs> I mean, most people go, "Oh, let's go to the Greek islands." But um, you know, our budget didn't quite.
0: They reach do say that. Hoi An is <laughs> the the Greek islands uh, sort of, of Southeast Asia. Mm,
1: <laughs> anyway, um we had been to Vietnam several times and loved it and loved Hoi An and we knew that that it would be just just a fabulous family holiday. So we stayed in a a, a little um um, uh, family-run um, guest house. Um, it was, a, you know, maybe 10 rooms? Yeah, 10, ten rooms. 10 rooms. It's,
0: it's kind of like a, a hotel room. Just a villa-style hotel rooms yeah. that all face inwards to like a, a main pool. Yeah. It was so nice. But
1: the family uh, owned it. And, and, you know, like when I – I mean, ridiculously cheap um, – to stay there, so that that was a big draw card for us. No, no, <laughs> when you're paying for a family, anyway. Um, look, it was just wonderful. We we rode bikes, um, all around town. We shopped, we we ate, you know, together most nights,
0: days, you know, barn me's like went for our... Oh, the barn me's of a morning, like yes. Mum Mum got me on to waking up at the crack of dawn to go and have a. Fur. And eat a whole freaking chili at the same time. You've you got me hooked on chilies after that trip. I know it
1: like you know um, most people sort of you know like their bacon and eggs or their you know muesli or whatever. But I tell you what you know once you've been to Vietnam, fur is the the thing to have and, and
0: buckets. You loved your buckets, and Jenny. Buckets
1: of um the hot mo- well the mojitos.
0: Look. Word of warning, do not have the local homebrew. Mm, not good. It's mm. it'll send you a little loopy. Mm. Just it's yeah. petrol. <laughs>
1: my my advice is the cocktails are very alluring, mm. but just drink beer because it's it's great beer. Uh anyway, look the, getting off the track here, but look, it was a fantastic <laughs> trip and you know, like, we just loved it. It's probably, you know, my best my best birthday I've p- pretty well ever had. So um,
0: just to spend time with the girls and, and, and do that. So it was great. Well, once we have been talking about this, once all of the COVID travel restrictions are fully over, we want to maybe try and get back there again, yeah. relive the good times or somewhere else in the world. But I yeah. think it would be so fun to do another holiday all yeah. together as a family now I want to talk to you I quickly want to touch on who your identity as a traveler because I have mentioned this on the podcast before I've told a very funny anecdote which I want to um rehash again for you uh I'm not sure who which guest it was I think it was I when I had uh the radio former radio presenter now comedian entrepreneur Christian Hull I told him the story about when Angela my eldest sister was going overseas for the first time and as we were in waiting at the international uh Brisbane International Airport she went to the toilet left her bag just in her cubicle you went in and swiped it <laughs> and what? she came out and was absolutely terrified because I had her passport and everything and it's just <laughs> like my bag's been stolen you were like that'll teach you to leave your bag just on the floor and be we like you're insane you cannot do that but you taught us some good lessons about keeping your shit on you at all times because there are some shady people when you go out into the world of uh, international travel
1: well do you regret that uh, no i do not regret it because <laughs> I, I let me tell you that i, I just explain that that this you know 17 year old girl um had her backpack with all the straps just hanging out under the door like and I'm going it will not take someone you know to nick that anyway I did it and and yes I do do regret it a little bit because it was a bit
0: stupid
1: because she was crying and can I just say that it did not teach that girl a lesson at all because she has since been been you know
0: She's had Rob. her phone, she's had, stolen. She's she's had, had her <laughs> money. she's had everything. She's not
1: the um, the, the most um, careful with those things. But having said that, she has travelled probably to many more countries than I have and, and you know, she's survived. So, yes, good on her. She,
0: she does it her way. She does. And I would say of the three of us, Angela is the most loosey-goosey and just sort of goes with the flow sarah would be the the most aligned to she's very practical she's very organized and i would say i i strike in the middle there somewhere because when i had jill on the podcast she said it's very interesting going traveling with me because she's not quite sure which one she's going to get i either become the mother of the group and really take charge and organize everything and then the next day i'll be like let's miss the flight let's just go day drinking let's just do that so i think i'm i'm in the middle which is good because it opens yeah. you up to experiences, yeah. but you still got your wits about you. Yeah,
1: you have to sort of um, be a little bit flexible. Um, this podcast is not long enough for me to tell you a couple of things that's happened to me, which um, you know, like like I'll just briefly say that we went to um went to South America, and I forgot to um get our visas for and this was, Brazil this was
0: huge for us this was when we, when we learned this we were like oh the perfect traveler isn't so perfect after all I mean visa is 101
1: I know I know I I, I had a lot to organize on that trip and I, I don't know what happened to me but um I, and and I just have to say that that um we did uh manage to get our visa get to the airport race into the airport to join the rest of our group and they were just at the check-in counter and we just you know ex- you know how those people who come come past you in the queue and they go excuse me my, my flight you know like that was you. we did that Raced through <laughs> got to the check-in counter here's my passport here's my visa checking in now no worries.
0: Cool as a cucumber. Absolutely, what I've had the whole time. <laughs> had the whole time. No problem.
1: <laughs> anyway, that was that was pretty hairy, but but oh, we made That's it.
0: That's okay. You can. You're allowed to have a few few of those on your on your card as a traveller. More. Some people have more than than you. So, I, would, I wouldn't stress too much about that one. Um, now, I wanted to just kind of. I think it's it's a pretty loaded question and, and answer it in whatever way you can. But what would you say is your most favourite part about travelling? What is it about it that you love so much? Look, I'd have to say the
1: planning is, is pretty amazing. Um, I never forget when we were planning a trip to Italy, and uh, I used to, I, I, you know, on the days that I could sort of do my planning, I would get into my office and I would turn Il Devo on full blast <laughs> <laughs> onto um, a song called Isabel. And I ser- seriously played it over and over and over again because it just reminded me of, of Italy. And um and it made planning so lovely and I still can hear the tune in my head now as I Give close my eyes a and- bit. Oh no, oh no 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 not not singing. No, you're not my, no I am not doing the singing. Um, although I did then, um, when no one was listening, of course. Um but anyway, I I, I, I love the planning. I love um, I love knowing that, that I have, you know, pretty well... I, and, you know, like, not everything planned, but most things sort of organised, and that that gets me pretty excited. And then just, like, seriously, I, I don't mind flying with... I mean, you know, sometimes we've been lucky enough to fly business class,
0: sometimes not. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: you know, like, that part of it's exciting. Like, you get to the airport, you you know... Get on the plane. I mean, you know there Look, there's some downsides. You know, you get tired and you, you know, everything. But, um, and then landing in a new place, it's just incredible. Um, just, just, you know, oh, okay, well, how do we get, you know, if you haven't got something planned, like getting to Paris, and oh God, we've got to find this or that. Or I must admit that the one of the trickiest places, um, even though Tokyo is amazing, um, just, just getting there and and. Just you're working out that you you can't read everything, you know. Like, mm. um, okay, it sort of looks a bit like something like that, but you know, it doesn't sort of, yeah. So uh, that's that's pretty interesting, and and there's always that little bit of, um, you know, apprehension until you actually get to, you know, a hotel or wherever you mm. booked or whatever. But but that's the exciting part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the start of it.
0: Yeah, I think so many people are missing like all of those things that you're talking Mm -hmm. about but specifically like the planning and having something to look forward to because that truly is such an exciting part about Mm. traveling and at the moment we've had that taken away from us a little bit because we don't know I mean you can kind of put a you know arbitrary number in the future like oh maybe 2022 2023 but that's yeah that's such a fun part working out mm-hmm. where you're going to stay looking up reviews like how mm. are you going to move around and i th- i just i miss that so much i hope that we can get that back soon
1: i think we will i think we will but um we've just got to be patient and you know just get out there and enjoy our country for now and and don't dwell on it and yeah, just, just, Well said,
0: well yeah. said. Okay, so I ask all of my guests as we come to the close of the episode, it's the golden ticket question. If you could get on a plane, boat, train, whatever mode of transport tomorrow and COVID wasn't an issue, work wasn't an issue, scheduling wasn't an issue, money wasn't an issue, where in the world are you going to go?
1: Hmm...
0: Well, right at this moment because it's winter
1: i'd like to be somewhere warm but um hmm, that's a tricky question i'm thinking maybe maybe the greek you know greek islands um yeah just to sort of have that that warmth and and not not one of the you know the um f- more famous more touristy sort of islands but just somewhere you know just you know just Get a get a little
0: house. Listen, if off. I truly am your daughter, you want to go to Mykonos and no, you want to been... party with all of the gays. I know you. I've I been... know you. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. Um, I mean, it's tempting, but um, yeah. <laughs> I <that> it is. <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, yeah, somewhere warm would okay. be nice.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. And like, if you do need someone to come along with you, yeah, um, on this fantasy trip. I'm just, I am available, so just going to... I'll keep it in mind. Okay, great. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me on vacay. This has been so nice to have you as a guest, and I do want to do a final thank you because you truly have you've given me the travel bug, and I appreciate all of the trips that you took us on. I don't know why I'm getting a oh, bit oh, of it. getting <laughs> but it's Can true. Why am I crying? I have de- got my periods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to thank you and dad so much because I don't you just don't think about it when you're growing up you just think oh yeah we're just going on holidays but not everyone is fortunate enough to have that and you've taught me so much about just seizing the moment getting out there and enjoying life it. and traveling so thank you so much for that i love you love you okay bye <laughs> oh you're, you're closing it up, are you oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, we will end it there okay love you and thank love you, you. <laughs>